Tandem Nomads, episode 110. So when we're able to, for example, in a moment of stress, say, stress, angry, frustrated, that opens our mind up to the possibility of like, okay, now maybe I can do something about this. And that's a mindfulness practice because a lot of times you're just rushing through the day and you feel a certain way, but you're not identifying the way that you feel. Hello, Nomad Nation. Welcome to Tandem Nomads, the podcast show where you can find great inspiration and tips to grow your portable business and thrive in your global nomadic life. I am your host, Amel Deregui, and today's episode is all about mindfulness. I know that it's a very much of a buzzword right now in our days. We all want to be more mindful and live a more balanced life, but what does it actually mean and how can you really implement it in a way that it benefits us on the move and while growing our businesses? And to talk about this great topic, I could not find a better person than Jody Harris. Hello, Jody. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, Amel. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk with you about mindfulness today. Me too. So, um, so Nomad Nation, Jody um, has been on the podcast show before on Tandem Nomad. So I will link the show. Uh, I will link uh, this episode where she tells us all about her journey as an expert partner, building her portable business on the move. But today we're bringing her for her expertise as a mindfulness expert. But know that uh, Jody. Harris is a mother of three cultured kids, wife of a U.S. diplomat, certified coach, a personal leadership senior facilitator, a mindful teacher, and a writer. She has over 15 years experience working with individuals living outside of their home culture and prior to moving overseas practices as a, she practiced as a licensed clinical social worker. She is originally from Austin, Texas, and has lived in Spain, Northern Ireland, Japan twice, where she is right now. Um, while we record this episode, we don't know where you'll be then. <laughs> and she's also been with the Dominican Republic in Madagascar. That's a lot of travels and news. So through her coaching practice, World Tree Coaching LLC, she works with diverse clients all over the world through one-to-one coaching, group coaching, and facilitation. She is specialized in reminding the global globally mobile community how capable and amazing they really are and she supports people in finding a sense of home no matter where they go so uh, this is who Judy is so Judy tell us is there anything I missed here and what's happening in your world right now yeah I think you covered it all Amel thank you for the lovely introduction um, and life is good here in Tokyo we've been here a little over three years and the journey continues. It's an amazing place to live. And we're now up on the horizon of our next big move um, in summer of 2019. So, so that's amazing. And you know what, Jody, if you could just tell us, because we've had this amazing uh, podcast episode, let me just check one second. So it was tandemnomads.com slash 21. And that was, I'm looking at the date and that was in 2017. And we reached the year 2019 as we record this episode. So many years have passed since you were sharing with us how you grow your business. So could you tell us how was it for you? real briefly, to grow your portable business in the past years, and what were the highlights for you? 
Well, I have to say, you know, living in Tokyo is an amazing opportunity. Um, when I first came here, you know, immediately you become aware of the large and diverse expat community. Um, and so I've had just, I mean, their words cannot even really express what it's been like to be here in Tokyo and to connect with other professional expat women. Um, and I had the incredible opportunity to get involved with Few Japan, which is um, a women's empowerment and networking organization. And I served on the board there and I'm now still really involved. And, um, you know, that's just one opportunity for um, people who are, particularly for women, but for women who are uh, growing globally mobile mobile businesses. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, it's just been a delightful place to be. And, um, you know, I've had an opportunity to really grow and try new things. And, and that's really exciting. It's been exciting watching you grow, Jody. So really, really exciting. And um, one tip before we start for all of those who have, are in your position right now and trying to grow their portable business. Mm, one tip. Uh, Deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> Talking <laughs> about, about <laughs> exactly. So here is the thing: we, we, we. I mean, it's already a challenge to build a business, but to make it portable, it's another deal, and to make it on the move, it's another deal again. And add on top of that that most expat partners are parents and trying to, you know, juggle the move, the family, the kids and everything. So it can be very, very overwhelming. And um, I truly believe in the power of mindfulness, but I know that it's becoming a buzzword and a lot of people are talking about it, but other actually practicing it. And what does it mean? Is it this like, like, complicated thing to do a lot of people say for example mindfulness meditation but actually we'll talk about it it's more than that uh but also it can be as simple as simple simple easy practices to implement on a daily basis or once in a while so we're going to talk about that but how would you define mindfulness with your own words and what it is about right so mindfulness is non-judgmental in the moment awareness and so now repeat that non-judgmental non-judgmental in the moment awareness wow. but i'm going to make it even simpler it's paying attention to what you're experiencing as you're experiencing it without getting all wrapped up in the stories that are popping up in your head mm. and so it's not about being really zen or peaceful it's not about not thinking um it's not about having the blank slate of a mind it's simply about tuning in to what's happening um in and around you as it's happening and learning to pay attention there um so you know you mentioned meditation so sometimes people get um they think oh mindfulness means meditation and meditation or mindfulness meditation is an incredible tool for developing your brain's capacity to practice mindfulness, but it's not the only tool. Yeah, just fantastic. Yeah. So we're actually going to talk about that. So Nomad Nation, what we want for you today is to give you some easy, easy things to implement in your life, to be able to juggle all of that in your life and use mindfulness as a way to just... Um, steam out all that pressure that you might have in your life. So um, I want to start with one practice that for me, um, I want to share with you, Jody. this. I, I don't know where I saw this once. And I heard a guy saying, can you imagine that most of the people on this earth 
spend their whole life without once ever breathing mindfully, without once ever even thinking about how they're breathing. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, wow, it's true. Mm -hmm. We're breathing. It's the essential part of our survival. And we actually not pay attention to that. Right. It's really unbelievable, isn't it? Right. And that's what mindfulness is about, is that ability to come back to what's actually happening. Exactly. So I do believe really strongly in the, in the breathing aspect, but I'm not, I think you can help us through that. So can you please, um, what, what do you think? How about going through a short few seconds breathing exercise together? Can you take it through that? What would you recommend people to do to breathe mindfully? Right, for sure. Well, yeah, I mean, let's take a second to do that. So this is something I do often with clients and particularly my clients that I'm seeing specifically for mindfulness-based practices. So at the beginning of each session, we'll do, we usually do two minutes, but here we can just do a few seconds of stillness. And so let's just pretend I'm doing it with you. All right, I'm following. (laughs) So we're just going to sit comfortably, Amel. You don't have to do anything special. You can close your eyes or you can leave them open. I'm going to close my eyes because I find it more comforting. So Jody, I'm doing something very bad already, but let's invite our listeners to do that with us. Okay. <laughs> let's start over. <laughs> I'm sorry for interrupting. <laughs> no, so, no, no. Let's Great. do that. <laughs> so Nomad so, Nation, let's do that together. Yeah. So wherever you are, Uh, Maybe you're sitting or maybe you're standing, but allow yourself, we're going to say for this moment that you're sitting, and allow yourself to sit comfortably in your chair. And you don't have to change anything about your behavior, but allow yourself to just come into the space where you are. You can imagine your mind is like a, a snow globe and before it was shook up and the little pieces of glitter were flying around. But now as you become still, the glitter falls to the bottom and you notice the same thing in your body. Your body settling down, your thoughts easing and just like the snow globe things are a little bit clearer you see more clearly your breath the rhythm of your heart and the passing of your thoughts you take one more breath Go ahead and open your eyes. Mm, that felt so good. Oh, I'm so peaceful right now. I think the tone of my voice just changed. <laughs> yeah, you know what's interesting is that, you know, mindfulness is about our ability to be present with anything that comes up, right? So in being mindful, you're not like trying to get peaceful or trying to be calm. But the truth is when you turn towards the breath and when you turn towards the rhythm of the heart and when you use that mental image of just allowing the dust to settle it is naturally calming 
It's a really incredible tool. So we just did that for like one minute. But imagine if you started your workday that way or before you went into a meeting, you took that one minute. It's pretty incredible. If you're doing it regularly, it's even more exciting to have that sense of um, presence. Yeah. So that's actually exactly the question I wanted to ask you. So we just mentioned right away the exercise of breathing and the importance of actually mindfully breathing. So uh, that question was like, when should we breathe? What moments would you recommend to do that? To just pause for one minute and think about our breath and just close our eyes and relax for a few minute for just a minute if possible right you know you can do that anywhere so I think a really nice time to do that is when you um and this is particularly true I think for people who run a portable business when you sit down in front of your laptop and in the morning or whenever it is you're about to start your work day before you before you open up your computer just do that exercise it's also nice to do it. I like to do it towards the end of the day before everyone gets home. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, it kind of, it, there, it's like the bookends of my work day. But you can do it, um, you know, in the kitchen when you're cooking, or you can do it before you're about to drive in traffic. There's, you know, get in the car. And before you turn on the car, just take that minute. I mean, you can do it anywhere. It's just a minute, a minute you know, but every minute counts. And it can really make a difference. You can do it throughout the day. Yeah. So it was so pleasant to hear your voice. Honestly, you have such a beautiful voice and it really helped me. I I really completely disconnected from this interview while you were doing that. So that Mm -hmm. was amazing. But what, how can we do that if we don't have somebody like you guiding it through us? How can you do it um, Mm -hmm. to be able to make that minute of stillness and and breathing effective? Right. Well, there are tons of really good resources online um, for mindfulness meditation or for any sort of meditation. So I really like um, Insight Timer. Um, That's an app you can put on your phone. It has, I use it every day for my seated meditation practice because it has a bell at the beginning, at the end, you can set the time for how long you want to meditate. But there are also tons of guided meditations on there. Mm. And even actually on YouTube, if you just put in guided one minute meditation, you're going to get a bunch of hits right away off of that. I mean, the possibilities are really endless and you can find the teachers that you like and and follow them. All right. So we're going to put those resources online. And so inside timer, I use Gaia. I don't know if you know Mm -hmm. Gaia. Mm -hmm. It's also a great app where you have lots of um, meditation and yoga practices and lots of actually documentaries also. So that's great. (laughs) Uh, about mindfulness and living a like mindful life, um, but okay, let's say we don't have time to go and get our electronics and everything. What can I do by my own mm-hmm. to be able to do it? Right. So one of the things we do in mindfulness meditation, and I like to stress to people that I'm not a meditation teacher. I'm mm-hmm. a mindfulness teacher, but at the same time, I've been practicing meditation for almost 15 years, so I can I can offer a few tips. Um, One of the things that is most important is that you find a space where you um, feel that you can, gosh, you know, I was going to say a a place where you feel that you can create a sense of calm, but that's not even necessarily true because sometimes things are really hectic. Mm -hmm. But if you're able to find a space, whether it's seated at your desk or, you know, wherever you are, and you take a few breaths in and just notice the breath going in and notice the breath going out. 
And I like to focus on the very tip of my nose and feel the breath coming in and out of my nose. Um, and your thoughts will wander, right? You, cause you'll be like, oh my gosh, I have to make that, you know, list or, oh, I have to pay this bill or whatever. Your thoughts will wander and you just gently bring them back to your breath. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that you can do is you can try counting your breaths. So counting for 10 breaths would be something that would help you stay focused on the breath. I like but it's that. Really that simple. You don't have to do anything super special. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's just it. You know? So honestly, for me, just doing that can be, can take a long way somehow. We're going to talk about more, more mindfulness practices, but this one for me is the major one because I remember that shook me to the core to realize that actually I do know people who are actually asked around me, do you actually breathe by thinking about your breath and pausing, closing your eyes and just focusing on your breath? And not a lot of people do that. So I do think that 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 has changed everything for me when I started doing it. And for me, one of the biggest things I've learned on the process was that when I was trying to breathe mindfully, I always thought of in like when I was a kid, my teachers, sport teachers will teach us to inhale and exhale from the mouth and actually that's something important just one big tip that i've learned is that you inhale and exhale from your nose not from your mouth Mm -hmm. and that's important to to focus on your breathing from your nose and not not from your mouth yeah right right okay so no nation if you only do that that's going to take you already if you're not I hope you're already doing it, but if not, think about that whenever you're overwhelmed and stressed and you feel like now I'm really, really, I can't handle it. or feel like you're ready to start bursting at your kids or your partner. Just take a breath and close your eyes and at least have 10 breaths and focus on them. So I think that's a great quick tip to just implement that. And that will be really helpful. So we kind of already talked about, um, this is already the beginning of a, meditation mindfulness practice so what do you have like what would be your top three mindfulness practices that you would really recommend they're not necessarily meditation oriented but that can really be useful to those who have a portable business and especially i'm thinking all of you moms and parents who have to manage and juggle everything so do you have like top three mindfulness practices um that you think would be great to implement more as a habit or something like that yeah, I do. And I think that's so important that you um, noted these as different from meditation, because the thing is, is that meditation is what we consider a formal mindfulness practice. And I am a huge believer in meditation. And I really think people should try it. And anyone can do it. Um, even if you think you can't, you know, anyone can do it. But the truth is, some people are kind of scared off by that, or they just feel for whatever reason, it doesn't fit for them. But that doesn't mean you have to throw mindfulness out the window altogether. There are still other things you can do. So one practice that I believe so passionately in is um, taking time to identify and name your emotions. So there's this really awesome um, research psychiatrist, um, Dan Siegel, and he talks about this. Um, He does a lot of work with mindfulness, and he talks about name it to tame it. And there's tons of science around the fact that, um, or scientific evidence of the fact that when we name our emotions, either in our head or even saying them out loud or even writing them down in a journal, it um, neutralizes them. 
And we sometimes think that our emotions are really like locked in and they're just there all the time. But the truth is emotions are really fleeting and they change really quickly. And they have all these different physical components and, you know, these thoughts that go through our head. So when we're able to, for example, in a moment of stress, say, stress, angry, frustrated, that opens our mind up to the possibility of like, okay, now maybe I can do something about this. And that's a mindfulness practice because a lot of times you're just rushing through the day and you feel a certain way, but you're not identifying the way that you feel. And mindfulness is that clear seeing that paying attention is about noticing what things come up. So being able to identify your emotions is one that I would definitely recommend. Yeah. Um, another one is to practice some sort of moving mindfulness. And, you know, I think it is so important for people to develop an awareness of the role of their body and how they feel. And so sometimes people think of mindfulness as something where you have to be still. And even in the personal leadership model where, you know, I'm, I'm, where I'm a facilitator, like we talk about a stillness practice. But the key to that is not stilling the body, it's stilling the mind. And so if you have a moving mindfulness practice, whether it's walking or running or yoga or dance, even if you're dancing in the kitchen with your kids, <laughs> all of those things put you in the position where when you're doing that and you can come back to just that practice, your mind's not off wandering other places. So imagine if you're going for your morning walk or, you know, let's say you go for a morning walk and you're going to use this as your moving mindfulness, your mind, well, first of all, you might be tempted to listen to a podcast, even if it's tandanoyats, try not listening to a podcast <laughs> and, you know, try, you know, just not putting your headphones in, just walking and taking in the sounds of the environment and the sensation of the air against your face and the movement of, you know, blood through your body, the way your feet feel on the pavement, that's a form of mindfulness practice. And it's also good exercise. So, you know, you get the additional benefit of the, you know, how it feels to be outside and moving your body. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, a third one that I think is really important is to be able to ask ourselves who do I want to be in this moment? Hmm. And when we do that, we um, invite um, creativity and insight into our space. And mindfulness is about seeing things honestly and gently as they are. And when we see things as they are, we have the power to ask ourselves, even in a really difficult or stressful moment, just pause, take a breath. Who do I want to be right now? And none of us are going to be like, oh, I want to be that jerk. You know, I want to be this mean person. You know, most of us are going to say, I want to be kind, or I want to be, I want to stand up for myself in this situation, or I want to be compassionate or whatever it is. So when we pause and ask that question, that's a mindfulness practice. And we align then with our, our vision of who we are inside. Wow, these are great tips. So I'm just going to summarize them. The first one, I like that quote, name it to tame it. 
Hmm. Whenever you feel frustrated and overwhelmed, just pause and just give some words to what you're feeling. And I think hmm. that's already identifying. I always like to say to solve a problem, you have to first identify it. Right. So that's, that's really great tip. So name it. Second one is be on the movement. Whenever you're frustrated and I, I see it for myself when I can't get things done and I can't focus, I just go for a walk. Um, and the third one you said is, uh, asking the question, who do I want to be exactly. right now? Asking the question who you want to be. I love that question. Cause that can really, uh, invite us to actually put things back into perspective. Yeah. So that's really great. Fantastic. So how about right now we're recording this episode in a time where a lot of people are moving into a new country or they're in the middle of a big transition. So what would you recommend? You've been there, so you know how it is <laughs> a few times. Um, what would you recommend to go through that moment where everything is like ups and down? You know, I think probably the most incredible gift of mindfulness for, um, for transition and for people going from one place to another is the ability for mindfulness to c cultivate self-compassion or mm -hmm. compassion in general. Because when we turn towards what we're experiencing, and again, I always use these words honestly and gently, but when we honestly and gently turn towards what we're experiencing, um, even if something difficult comes up, we're able to say, Oh, okay. You can, you can do this. This is okay. There's this great, um, meditation teacher in the Washington DC area. And she's, she's actually quite famous, um, Tara Brock. And she has this talk where she talks about, um, pain. And she says, you know, if you're able to say this belongs and this too belongs. And I love that because on the, I'll be honest, like on the one hand, I'm kind of like, well, sometimes frustrating things happen. And does that really belong? And like, you know, bad things happen. Does that belong? But when we fight against the things that are actually happening, that doesn't always work out well for us. There's a certain degree of recognizing, oh, this is here. You know, I might want it to be different, but it's not different. And once we turn towards that and we are self-compassionate about our own relationship with that space, then we open up our minds and our hearts to creative options to move through to the next phase. Mm -hmm. You know, what you're saying makes me think of two things. The first thing that you said is, first of all, the way I interpret it is accept it. Mm -hmm. You know, accept whatever is happening as something that has to be here. And there's a reason why it's happening. In general, that's, I guess, <laughs> the philosophy of life. Everything happens right, for a right. reason. Right. acceptance. And then when you say compassion towards ourselves, I love that because when we move abroad or we're in transition, life transition in general, we tend to be really tough on ourselves. And we are challenged in so many ways. We're challenging who we are in our beliefs. We're challenging our, you know, expectations. And we're basically by, by expecting things from our environment, we're actually expecting them from ourselves. That's actually what I realized by, you know, saying, why is it so complicated to set up internet here? 
I mean, it takes for weeks. And why is it so complicated? And I will get mad at this country that can't get you internet easily. And it takes forever, especially when you have a business you depend on. Um, but then saying, okay, actually I'm being tough on myself because I'm saying that I have to be, you know, it, it has to be ready now. So yeah, being nice to ourselves and just accepting the situation is right. a first step to actually solving it. Right, right. And think about, I mean, how many times have you heard, I just heard a friend say this this past week. She had all these crazy things happen, like she just moved here and it's a long story, you know, all these things happen. And then she was like, oh my God, I was so embarrassed. I was talking to someone and I started crying and I'm like, why am I crying? And mm -hmm. I'm like, because so much is happening in your life. You know, mm -hmm. we think we're supposed to be super tough. And actually, I think most of us are pretty tough. But <laughs> crying is normal or feeling emotional is normal. And when we recognize that, oh, this belongs and this too belongs, mm -hmm. then we move to the next yeah. phase. So this belongs. I love this word. Yeah. So remind yourself, no matter nation, if you're going through something really tough and especially in transition just accept it and i love this better nicer word to say this belongs so thank you for that jody can you share with us what are your practices right so um i practice um silent seated meditation almost every morning um every weekday morning for sure i'll admit sometimes in the weekend i'm a little bit uh less um, likely to get up early but um so i do 20 to 30 minutes of meditation every morning and then throughout the day i take those mindful pauses um that i that we did at the beginning so just an hour um, just a minute or two minutes throughout the day at designated times um several times a day and then um another thing i try to do relatively regularly, although certainly not every day and really more like kind of once a month or once every couple of months, is that I really like the tool um, from the personal leadership model, the critical moment dialogue, mm. which really great mindfulness tool. Um, and when I feel like my wheels are spinning and I'm like going over the same frustrating story over and over again in my head, that is a sign that I need to do a critical moment dialogue. And I'll do that. So I have different types of things for different, um, different needs. Yeah. So that's so great. So I have two, two things about that. I just want to jump in so that our, the, our listeners know what we're talking about when we talk about personal leadership. If you want to know all about it, you have to check the episode that I will link to this um, show mm -hmm. note page about what is personal leadership. For me, it's one of the most amazing ways to actually live mindfully, but also manage, um, manage uh, like, tensions and and it's just a practice that can be so useful and you can go to tandemnomads.com slash 20 um and it's just it's just a great for me another tool that's amazing to to be able mm -hmm. to live mindfulness and um uh to live with mindfully but also manage our businesses mindfully mm -hmm. um and when you were sharing your um your practices i my message to to you nomad nation is it's all about routines for me and it's i think the hardest thing the one thing that may be counterproductive is to talk about implementing routines but but 
you know, that's a bit the contradiction between the mindfulness and, and being disciplined with building a routine. But I do think that having a routine is one of those mindful practices, the routine of being mindful, basically, uh, and having at least few minutes. Uh, I think routines are so important and we all have routines. It's just that sometimes we have the wrong ones. Right. And, and it's important to try to be mindful about how are you waking up in the morning? Are you waking up? I love to say, I used to have that conversation with my husband on other people's agendas, or are you waking up on your agenda? Right, yeah. And I always try to wake up in the morning for my agenda first, and Mm. and that's breathing, for instance, Mm -hmm. or exercising. So my biggest invitation is also to try, as hard as it can be, to really try to build that routine in your lifestyle. And it can be as easy as just staying in bed when you wake up, opening your eyes, and then just breathe intentionally. If you can just do that, I think that's already a long way. And something that's really beautiful just to add about mindfulness practice is it's practice. So it's not the sort of thing where you have this goal to be like the most mindful person in the world. You know, we're not all going to be the Dalai Lama or whatever, but to practice And then sometimes you'll have periods in your life where you won't practice all that much, but then you can come back and practice and creating the habit of practice with mindfulness is really self-fulfilling because without a doubt, the more you do it, the more you're able to integrate regular habitual practices into your life, the easier it becomes. So if something difficult happens, that becomes your go-to. And this is brain science. Like your brain is creating the pathways to respond mindfully over to more than to respond mindlessly, Mm. (laughs) you know, the more you practice being mindful. Yeah. Wow. This was great, Jody. Thank you so much for sharing all these great insights. And I hope no imagination, this was really helpful to you. Let us know in the comment section, you know, what have you learned from this and, and what practices do you implement in your life and which one did you get today that you want to try out in your life? So we'd love to hear about that. So Jody, let us know where can we find you? And uh, I think you have some resources to share with us too. Right. Yeah. So you can find me on um, my website, worldtreecoaching.com or on Facebook or LinkedIn or Instagram, all of those places. Um, And I do have some resources on my website. I have just, it shows up, I think on every page and on the sidebar, um, it just says mindfulness resources and it's a free PDF with my favorite resources. Um, So I don't need to list them here. There's all these ones that popped up in my head that I wanted to share with you all, but they're all there. Um, And it's a really great resource. And also too, I just happened to think of this. I have one activity from my book, the expat activity book, that is a mindfulness activity on naming and identifying emotions. So you can actually get that one um, activity for free on um, the part of my website under the expat activity book. So that's another resource. Fantastic. So we'll put that link in the show note page of this episode. Thank you so much, Tony, for sharing your great, great um, insights with us. It was lovely to have you back on Tanner Nomads. Absolutely. Thank you so much. It was great fun. Fantastic. So Nomad Nation, make sure to check out the show note of this episode and let us know in the comment section what is it that you practice in your life or what have you learned from this episode we'd love to hear to hear from you stay tuned to turn your challenges into wonderful opportunities